called her. The boy cried. He had it bad. I mean, that's some serious love. First time he looked at it, he just started weeping. <laughs> he loved her. <laughs> that is, tell us about it. That's serious. <laughs> it's so serious that he worked seven years to be able to marry her. The Bible says in verse 20, Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed only a few days to him because of the love he had for her. Listen, seven years of hard labor is no small thing. Many of us, that would be the hardest thing we ever did in our life. Back-breaking work in a wilderness for seven years. But to Jacob, it seemed like nothing. How does that happen? One word. L-O-V-E, love. Well, it might have been a big deal to you and me, to Jacob was nothing. He was so in love with her that no price was too great. Now, let me ask you something this morning. What if we pursue God like Jacob pursued Rachel? Think about that. What kind of church would we be? What kind of city would this city be? What kind of house and neighborhood would you live in if we all pursued God like Jacob pursued Rachel? Seven years hard labor in the wilderness won't nothing to him because that's the kind of love and passion he had to pursue her with. What if we pursued God with that kind of love? After all, nobody loved us like him. Jeremiah 31, 3, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. There is no love on earth like the love of God. When you love God with all your heart, whatever you have to do for Him seems like a small thing because you've got love filling your heart for Him. A lot of times we think we're really sacrificing for God. But Jacob loved Rachel so much, he didn't care what he had to give up. He didn't even take note of it. No sacrifice was great because he loved her that much. Seven years, just like a few days. Listen, the only way to be effective for God in this world is to love Him with that kind of passion. I mean, the kind of love for the Lord that you don't care what kind of price you have to pay. Listen, we need to quit looking to get an award for showing up on Sunday. Can I say it? We ought to be glad that we get to go to the house of the Lord. Hello? This is just a small thing to come and show up and worship God together. When you really love Him, it's a small thing to spend time praying and fasting and worshiping and in the Word of God. When you love God, it's not the sacrifice that's a big deal. The big deal for you is the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Jacob was not thinking about the work while he was working. He was thinking about Rachel all the time. Girl, you always on my mind. Some of you get your eyes on the work too much, and that's the problem. You start thinking about the pain and the toil and the labor and the sacrifice, and you stop thinking about the prize. People who don't make sacrifices to serve God don't understand people who do because they don't know what it's like to have that kind of love. The love of God will drive you. Hello. Because you love Him, there's no, no sacrifice too great. When you've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, when you've experienced God's love and mercy and His redemption plan in your own life, 
Sacrifice is but a small thing. That's how Jacob was. Jacob, something got a hold of Jacob when he saw Rachel. Okay? He was walking around with stars in his eyes. He heard birds singing. Jacob had it bad. Rachel in this story represents ultimate love, the ultimate desire. The thing that your heart is longing for more than any other thing. It's that relationship with God where you're passionate in your faith in everything you do from the moment you wake up to the moment you lay your head on your pillow at night. You're thinking about the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Rachel represents your first love for Jesus Christ. Rachel represents the best, but Leah, not so much. Leah is Rachel's older sister. Rachel was beautiful, but the Bible says that Leah was tender-eyed. Poor Leah, that girl was ugly. U-G-L-Y, she ain't got no alibi, she's ugly. Leah was so ugly when she was born that doctors slapped her mom. I mean, that girl fell down the ugly tree and hit every branch on the way to the bottom. Leah was so ugly they invented a virus just to get her to wear a face mask. <laughs> Leah was rough, y'all. She paid that mask off. They're like, Everything Rachel is, Leah is not. Rachel is love. Leah is obligation. Rachel is best. Leah is second best. And take it from someone who buys a lot of off-brand products. Sometimes there's a big difference between best and second best. Second best will leave you stranded on the side of the road sometimes. Uh-huh. Sometimes in life, you really do get what you pay for. In the case of Leah and Rachel, there is no comparison. Rachel represents the best, the true love. Leah is religion. Rachel is relationship. Leah is living with someone. Rachel is loving someone. Leah is survival. Rachel is revival. Leah was the one who was forced onto Jacob. Rachel is the one he pursued Somebody. I, I had a drug problem when I was a child. My parents drug me to church Sunday morning. They drug me back Sunday night. They drug me out Tuesday night for music practice. They drug me back Wednesday night for Bible study. They drug me back Thursday for intercessory prayer. Do you have a church drug problem? Do you get drugged to church? Or do you pursue God? <laughs> well, there is a difference. Leah was unwanted, undesired. She was tolerated. But here's the question to you today. Where are you willing to settle with God? Will you settle for Leah? Will you settle for less? Or will you reach for the fullness of God in your life? Or you want to be willing to do some pursuing? Laban told Jacob, name your wages. In other words, tell me what you want to be paid Listen, your walk with God will ultimately be what you decide is going to be. Name your wages. What price are you willing to pay? God's not going to automatically make everything fall into place in your life. You have to decide for yourself what you want. You can settle for Leah if you want to. You can play church and sit through another worship service and check it off your list and go about your week. Or you can live a life on fire for God. 
name your wages. You can settle for less or you can walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. Here's the problem, though, and I see it all the time. The problem is we pretend that Leah is Rachel. We settle for Leah and we lie to ourselves. We try to convince ourselves that this is all there is to God. There's nothing beyond this. Uh-huh. We lie to ourselves. Revival, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, signs, wonders, miracles, that was back then. Listen, you can try and convince yourself all you want, but you'll never be happy settling for less. If you love Rachel enough, you won't settle for living with Leah. Somebody ought to refuse to settle. Tell somebody to refuse to settle. The Bible says that the time came for Jacob and Rachel to be married. Jacob's father-in-law, Laban, tricked the trickster. You see, in ancient Eastern culture, weddings were held at night. So here it is, the wedding night. And it's late at night, late at night. And here comes the bride with a big old thick veil coming down the aisle. And to Jacob at that time, in that moment, this was the happiest time of his life. The great Rachel, the love of his life, the one he had been working for, she's coming to be his bride. And he is so, so happy. Then the sun comes up. No! Genesis 29, 25. So it came to pass in the morning that, behold, it was Leah. Has anybody been there? Everything was going great. You thought everything was fine. And then the sun came up. Jacob had a wake-up call. <laughs> They've been tricked him. Jacob had been treated, cheated, and he had been lied to. Instead of being with Rachel, he was stuck with Leah. He was stuck with old crazy eyes. This isn't the one that I loved and worked for and pursued. Instead of his one true love, Jacob found himself with an ugly obligation. So Jacob had to make a decision. Do I stop here? Do I cut my losses? Or do I keep pursuing? Am I going to settle for Leah? Or am I going to keep on working for Rachel? Rachel represents the future. Leah represents the past. Jacob could have chosen to accept the past and stay there. Y'all know anybody who just likes to live in the past? Come on, I heard somebody say high school was the best time of my life. And I thought, dear Jesus, what have you been doing the last 60 years? Church was so good 20 years ago. Listen, I got a newsflash. God's not dead. He is yet alive, and he is here today. Hello. He's in this place right now. God didn't change positions. Hello. Where did we go? We prayed for God to move. God never moved in the first place. He's here. He's waiting for us to move. You can mourn over the past, or you can pursue your future. Come on, so come on. I want to stir a little bit of faith in this morning. Tell somebody, I still have a future. Come on, say it again. I still have a future. Isaiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. 
If you're not dead, God is not done with you. Hello. In the book of Revelation, Jesus said, I am he who is and was and is to come. He was the God over your past, but more importantly, he's the God over your present, and he's the God over your future. You still have a future. If you're not dead, God's not done. Tell your neighbor, if you're not dead, God's not done. And if your neighbor is dead, call an usher. Amen. If God still has plans for you, why would you settle where you are? Come on, you have to make up your mind. I'm not going to settle for Leah. I am not going to settle for less. I want more of him. Hello. Because if you're not careful, you'll settle in your walk with God. You'll settle in your prayer life. You'll settle in your church attendance. You'll settle in the way you worship. It's not God's will for us to be satisfied with Leah. When he's got true love, he wants us to pursue. Let me tell you why it's so easy to settle. Because Leah is cheaper than Rachel. Oh, I said something there. We settle because Leah is cheaper than Rachel. If you are Rachel, Jacob, it'll cost you seven more years. You can work seven more years, or you can settle for where you are. Some people give up. It's too much. It's too much trouble to press through and worship. It's too much to say, thank you, Jesus, when all hell is breaking loose in my life. It's too hard to praise God at midnight. It might cost you more, but let me tell you something. Rachel is worth the price. Yes, you might have to work for it, but don't you dare settle for a cheap substitute when God has the real thing for you. Because it's one thing to praise God on Sunday morning, but it's something completely different when you're all by yourself and you're in the middle of tragedy and pain and mess and opposition and you don't know what to do and you start praising the name of Jesus and God steps into your situation right where you are, where it's just you and Him and God plus you becomes the majority. Something happens when you pay the price to pursue Him. David said, I will not offer sacrifices to God with that which costs me nothing. I don't know about y'all, but I'm tired of cheap worship. Oh, I worship when I feel like it. I'll sing when it's the right song. I'll praise God when the mood is right. Really? Is that what it's come down to? Whatever happened to the sacrifice of praise? Can I tell y'all a secret? I don't wait to praise God till the mood is right. I step into the mood to praise God. I'm telling you, when things are bad, I start talking about how good God is. I tell you what, you've got to learn how to put on the garment of praise. You're going through something. Put that garment of praise on for that spirit of heaviness. Step into an atmosphere of worship. Create an atmosphere of worship. Start praising God and He will show up. 
The Bible says he's enthroned on the praises of his people. So you get in your mess, you start building a throne of praise right there and say, God, come and have it, your throne. Hello. Make a throne room wherever you are. I dare you to do it. I don't wait till I feel like it. I feel like it in praise. My praise is not about how I feel. It's about who he is. Come on, church. I'm talking about the one who snatched us out of the grave. I was dead, and he gave me life. I had nothing, and he gave me everything. I was lost, and he was the way for me. It's not about how I feel. It's about who he is. Hallelujah. Psalm 34.1, I will bless the Lord when things are going good. Is that what the Bible says? I'll bless the Lord when the bills are paid. I'll bless the Lord when the kids are acting right. When my boss is nice to me. I'll praise the Lord when I get my, my favorite parking spot at church and my favorite seat. Is that what the Bible says? I will bless the Lord at his praise shall continually be in my mouth. I praise God because He is God and He is worthy. I praise Him because my Redeemer lives. I praise Him because He's still the author and the finisher of my faith. I praise Him because Jesus is still King of kings, Lord of lords, the way, the truth, the life, and every tongue will confess that He is Lord. Hallelujah! I praise Him because He's worthy. It's not about how I feel. It's about who He is. And He's worthy. I praise Him because He's the one who makes dry bones live again. Therefore, by Him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. Well, bless the Lord at all times. Good times and bad times. Easy times and tough times. Good reports, bad reports. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Laban told Jacob, name your wages. You decide. God doesn't decide what kind of relationship you have with Him. You do. He doesn't decide if you're going to get free in worship and feel His presence. You do. The Bible tells us to stir up the gifts of God. Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You have to decide for yourself. God's got it, but you've got to want it. Tell somebody, you got to want it. Think about a little boy who's playing with his bow and arrows one day, and he would take his bow and he would shoot an arrow into the wall, and then he would go and he would draw the bullseye around it. Then he'd shoot another arrow in another direction. He'd go draw another bullseye around that. It's hard to miss if you have that kind of attitude. If you don't have a target, you can make anything a bullseye. When you have nothing to shoot for, nothing to aim for, nothing to motivate you, you'll never go any further in life than where you are right now. Too many of us have drawn the target around where we are in our walk with God. And God is saying, I don't think so. I've got bigger plans for your life, and I'm a bigger God than you think I am. 
First Corinthians 2 9, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. God wants you to experience his glory, his presence, his anointing in your life. Stop settling for where you are when God has more. I don't know about you, I'm not going to settle for cross-eyed buck-toothed Leah when God has better plans for my life. Come on. That's not God's best. If you've ever had that first love for God in your heart, there's nothing more miserable than going through the motions of playing church. I don't want Leah or Rachel. I don't want religion. I want revival. I don't want to be a spectator anymore. I want to feel His presence. I don't want to watch everybody else praise God. I want to get into the glory of God for myself. I want to be a midnight praiser like Paul and Silas. That when I worship and praise God, it changes the atmosphere around me. We can't pretend that the status quo is okay any longer. God has not called us to be pretenders. He's called us to be contenders. The Bible says in Jude, verse 3, Contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. That word contend means to fight. God has called us to fight for the faith. You need to fight for your passion for God. You need to fight for the anointing in your life. You need to fight against every barrier that would hinder you and hold you back from worshiping God uninhibited. You need to fight past the noise and get into God's presence and don't settle for anything less. God has called us to be contenders. Jacob contended for Rachel. He worked for Rachel. He fought for Rachel. He could have quit and given up, but he refused to quit as long as that true love was out there. It's time for the people of God to start contending for their faith. It's time for you to start fighting for your relationship with God. It's time for you to start pressing into God's presence like never before. It's time for you to stop pretending that Leah is good enough when God has called you into the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in your life. The Bible says in the last days, God's going to pour out His Spirit on all flesh. We shouldn't be like the lame man at the pool of Bethesda just waiting. For some angel to come trouble the waters. When Jesus is standing right beside us the whole time. Wanting to touch us and change us and shape us and stir us up. Hello. Thank you, Jesus. The book of Revelation, Jesus gives a warning to the church. He said, I know your works. You've done many good things. You've stood for what's right. You've worked hard. You've endured many things for my name's sake. But this one thing I have against you, you've lost your first love. Second best is not good enough for God. Jesus said, because you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. Listen, mediocre worship, mediocre praise, mediocre integrity, mediocre holiness, mediocre prayer. Make God sick. Let that seek in. God did not create you to be mediocre anything. God is passionately in love with you, but are you in love with Him? You need to return to your first love. Well, Pastor, how do I do that? First of all, remember the love you once had. I love that old song, Take Me Back. Take me back to where I first believed. Sometimes we need to be reminded that we want nothing without Jesus. 
We weren't anything apart from the saving grace of God. We weren't worthy to lift one righteous finger in the kingdom of God, but by the blood of Jesus Christ. We need to go back and remember. Revelation 2, 5, remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first work. Some of y'all been living with Leah so long, you forgot what Rachel looks like. You become so comfortable with the status quo that you don't even remember what it felt like to be on fire for God. Remember what it was like to be in love with Jesus before He blessed you, before you even learned anything about, before you knew anything about the Scriptures. Just go back to that very first love. Remember the love you once had and do the things you used to do. Repent and do the first work. Oh, you used to get up early and pray. You used to read the Bible with an open heart. You used to pray in the Holy Spirit and get alone with God in worship. You used to tell other people about Jesus. Now you just talk about Netflix all day. Jacob found himself with Leah in the past pit and saved him. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he, he did good work. He worked seven hard years, but us seven years to call. It was a new day. It was a new season. It was time to roll up your sleeves and get to work again. He worked another seven years. Yesterday's worship can't help you. Yesterday's revival can't help you. Yesterday's touch from God can't help you today. It's time to start again this morning. Remember the love you once had to pursue God the way you used to. Oh, you used to be so connected to the house of God. You used to long to come and worship the Lord. Ask the Holy Spirit to ignite that fire in your heart again. Fuel that fire. Spend, spend time in God's presence. Get rid of all the distractions. Maybe you're listening right now and your walk with God is a struggle. The difficult things are easy when you're in love. But even the smallest things become a burden when you've lost that first love. Maybe you've been disappointed. What you thought was Rachel ended up being Leah. Maybe you were hurt in church. Maybe you were disappointed. Maybe you feel like you've wasted years of your life. Listen to me. Jacob had to go through Leah to get to Rachel. God never wastes a season of your life, good or bad. Sometimes God will send you Leah before you can get Rachel. Leah wasn't what you prayed for. Leah wasn't your dream. But God used that season with Leah to produce some things in you that you could not have gotten anywhere else. Listen, your life is not over and God is not finished with you. God still has a future for you. Maybe you're listening today and you've fallen away from where you used to be in God. Listen, God has not changed and His mercy has not expired. His mercy is not run out. The arm of the Lord is not short that He cannot save. You can begin again this morning in Jesus' name. Will you stand this morning and just lift your hands? Can we just ask God for more this morning? The Bible says, draw near to Him, He'll draw near to you. Lord, we need you. Hallelujah. Come on, if you're hungry for more of God, will you just lift your hands and lift your voice? Let's cry out for more of Him. God, we need you. We need you, Lord. We are nobody and nothing apart from Jesus. Lord, we are nothing without you, and we're everything with you, Lord. God, we empty ourselves of ourselves. God, forgive us for the times that we've been selfish. God, for the times that we've been so absorbed with our own agendas, our own priorities, our own desires.
Lord, take us back to our first love this morning. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we thank you for your redeeming love. We thank you for your saving power. God, we thank you for your great mercy. Lord, we thank you that you've been so faithful time and time and time again. And Lord, draw us closer this morning. God, I pray, Lord, that heaven would come down to earth today. God, as we seek you, God, as we turn our faces to you and our hearts towards you this morning, God, I pray, Lord, that you would come and meet with us. God, I pray, Lord, you would send revival to every heart in this place. God, revive us, stir us up, pour out your spirit, draw us, God, into your presence. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we won't be satisfied with yesterday's anointing. God, we won't be satisfied with yesterday's worship. Lord, yesterday's gone. We're standing in need today. God, we need you like never before. Lord, pour out your spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, we worship you. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. Hallelujah. As we continue to worship and pray, I want to ask my wife to come and lead us in just another season of prayer. I want to ask the praise and worship team to come as we just seek God for just just another moment in His presence today. How many of you this morning would say, I want Rachel. I want more of Rachel. Well, let's raise our hands. Because we're going to press in. Who wants revival? You don't want to feel obligated. But you want to be revival and get back to that first love. If you've lost that first love, today is the day. You can always go back to it. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's just worship him for a few moments. Worship and prayer, it changes things. It shifts the atmosphere. If you want revival and you want that first love, you got to do some stuff. You can't just sit there. you got to raise those hands and open up your mouth. God, we need you. God, we want you, Father. God, fill this place this morning. God, as we worship you, Father God, Lord, I thank you that you saturate us in your presence, Lord. Let us not walk out here the same in obligation and checking off boxes. But God, this morning, revive us. Bring new life into your people. Let those dry bones begin to rattle. Wake some people up this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just give you glory. Come on, don't stop. Lord, we just praise your holy name. God, you are worthy of our glory and honor. God, set your feet on a firm foundation. He saved you. You could be dead right now. But he's got a purpose and a destiny. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord, we just Let it rain. 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 Let it r
Open the floodgates of heaven. We need you, Lord. 